0: that's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. D W Void. word prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is cursed.
1: Jason's alive. He killed my friend. Now he's coming to me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Warrior. An old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. Never come back again. You
0: see, Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I'm your host, Nathan Barker. Alright, so tonight's episode, a community spotlight, I'd like to welcome the super talented FX artist, Kyle Huckaluck. Kyle is well known in the costume hobby for his badass silicone hoods and appliances. So thanks for joining me tonight, Kyle, and how are things up your way?
1: Great. Thanks for having me. It's a beautiful night here in Vancouver, and I'm just uh, working on some Jason stuff right now in the workshop.
0: Well, talking about Jason, working on Jason stuff, I mean, that's just the life, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you had time to come on tonight, but we'll just kick this off and just start off talking about what got you into Friday the 13th and how that transpired into making the products that you offer.
1: Well, it was funny. I really got into it uh, like when I was a kid. Uh, I was at a Halloween party, and a friend's uh, older sister downstairs was watching the, the Fridays. It was uh, part four and six, and uh, me and my friend Dan were at the top of the stairs, and we just watched them all, and from from there, I was hooked. So uh, any chance I had to, you know, uh, kind of make anything that uh, looked like Jason as a kid or a monster mask or anything like that, I was just right into it. That kind of got me into uh, doing makeup and prosthetics, and I just, yeah, I just love making monsters, and Jason specifically.
0: So with that in mind, I've heard other FX artists and mask makers, et cetera, I've heard them say that what got them into it, and maybe this doesn't apply to you specifically, but I've heard it several times that they started making their stuff because it was unavailable where they lived at at the time or they just couldn't find it anywhere. So they started making what they wanted. So is that kind of how it was with you or you just had the desire in the artistic side to just start something on your own?
1: Yeah, you nail on the head right there. Absolutely. It was so hard to kind of uh, find anything, especially the days before the internet and, uh, you know you'd find something that kind of looked close at a sporting goods store maybe like you know uh an old 70s hockey mask and you're like great i'm going to take this home right now i'm going to put an axe mark in it and paint it and it's going to be you know it's going to be great
0: <laughs> yeah that seems to be what others say which makes total sense obviously back then things were different but it's just really awesome to see how everybody's skills have developed over the years i know some people have went to the Savini school and some people have went to other FX schools. I don't know what your background is. Can you maybe uh fill us in a little bit about if you went to any of those schools or, or what your background was that got you to the point where you're at today?
1: Well, yeah, like it was just uh it started just from uh, you know, grade school and high school just taking any kind of art class I could, uh painting, uh anything that had clay in it sculpturally. And uh, from there, uh, yeah, I really got into kind of wanting to making films and wanting to make horror movies. So uh, I, I, came, I moved out to Vancouver from uh, Alberta, which is a kind of province right beside uh, British Columbia here, and uh, decided that I was going to go to film school. So I uh, enrolled in the Vancouver Film School here in their makeup program, which is a year program that kind of uh, gets you uh, kind of ready for you know, going on the set, being in the shop. And uh, what I really liked was, of course, uh, sculpting and painting. So I kind of wanted to become a shop rat. So from there, I kind of, you know, learned the molding processes, uh, kind of, you know, different paint techniques, different kind of ways of uh, making prosthetics. And, yeah, it just it kind of just shot off from there. And it was all kind of just because I really, really loved uh, Jason Friday the 13th and really wanted to make monsters.
0: Now, obviously, you do offer other monsters and such, but since this is a Friday show and you do offer a lot of Friday products, we'll just kind of stick Absolutely. with that. And yeah, we'll we'll kind of kick off with that. And you know, you mentioned Part Six. Is that your favorite Friday film?
1: Yes. It uh, as a kid, uh, I watching Part Four. I, I really liked it. I, I you know that's what the, the first one that I seen. But Six, I was where I kind of I really liked how Tom McGowan uh, you know got the lore in there and how. Jason B was kind of uh, more superhuman, like kind of like, you know, like the Frankenstein that can't be stopped. And I just love the way that CJ portrayed him. Like, it was, uh, yeah, I just, I love that movie. I still watch it, uh, you know, every couple weekends I'll pop it in and it's uh, playing in the shop while I'm working away on something. Uh, It just never gets old.
0: Oh, I totally agree with you. That's my favorite, also. And speaking of Six, I personally own your full face Silicone Six and I. All I can say is, wow, I've owned it for several years. I think it was one of your first runs of it, and I have it on display, you know, right in the middle of my house. I walk by it, I don't know how many times a day, and it just is just the most badass silicone full face six I've ever seen. People, if you're doing a part six costume, this is the mask for you. I mean, you just nailed it completely, and all I can just say is, wow.
1: Thanks so much, man. Yeah, like, again, the, the, that character and that kind of design from uh, Brian Wade uh, it was always just something that was really near and dear to my heart. And like, you know, like you shut your eyes at night and you kind of can see the, you know, the little crags and all the little texture and the exposed bone. And like, uh, it's just kind of imprinted in my brain. <laughs> I've, I've done so many now that, uh, yeah, I, I, I can just do them without even looking almost. <laughs>
0: Oh, I can imagine. Now, as far as your Friday products go, I'm just going to guess that that's probably one of your more popular items.
1: Yeah, uh, like a lot of the the undead, Jason, like the part six and part seven silicone masks, uh, a lot of people really like those designs. And personally, they're a couple of my real favorite designs just because they're, uh, there's there's just so much there. uh you know, uh form wise with uh, you know, rotted rib cages and exposed bones on the hands and the face. It's like it just you know, it's a lot of work for, for, for someone, but at the same time it's it's something you really want to see. And you know, somebody wants to put on put it on and walk around and kind of feel like them.
0: Yeah, and mentioning the seven, the seven hood is also just totally badass. And the appliances, uh the back piece, I mean once again, just wow, you know, the hands and, and just the chest, everything. I mean, you've just really nailed it. If anyone is going to do a full part seven, they absolutely could not go wrong with all those. Uh, there's only a couple people out there that that I think are really hit it to where it needs to be at. I mean, there's some good costumes out there, but yours yours is definitely one of my favorites with the seven. I, I know that um, I've seen some good costume photos with that. I believe it was James Maxwell who had some pretty well circulated shots with the full appliances standing in the lake and things like that. And, and it's just like, uh, you know, holy shit. I mean, it, it's almost just, it leaves you speechless.
1: Absolutely. James and James does a really great job on costume work as well. And, uh, yeah, some of those photos that he had, uh, a, a lot of people, I think were, uh, I seen them retagged on Instagram and they were, I think they had thought that they were like promo photos or something like that. It's just kind of funny to see that people actually kind of are like, they would buy it as being, you know, the original one from part seven. So I, I that really makes me happy because uh, I, I just, I really love those designs and uh, like John Carl Beakler just nailed part seven for me. Like, again, like uh, being like the monster kid effects artist, like that, that design in particular just had so much, so much to it that uh, it just makes it a lot of
0: fun. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, I totally agree with that seven seven a great film also and like you said john carl i mean I, i've met him a couple times and got to hear him tell some stories and and wow he just has a lot of awesome information to share and it's always great to see him at conventions but seeing those pictures from james it just really brings the costume obviously to life when you see it in action and the pictures that you can find that you post you know those are great pictures also but it it those don't do it justice when it comes to being all put together in the actual costume. Then people are like, you know, wow, holy shit. I mean, that's the real deal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I I love seeing when people put it all together because I only see it, uh, you know, when I finish, when I pack it in a box and I'm like, okay, you know, sending it to its new home. But then when I see the the client put it on and put all their outfit together, it's really something great to see. I love it.
0: Yeah, and also there's good videos out there because some people might be leery as far as the movement. And I can say that having worn your six hood, it is difficult to wear because it, it it only has a small eye slit in it. Obviously, you have the dead eye with the part six Jason, and it is it can be difficult to wear, but it's it's worth it. It, it really kind of gives you that full Jason effect. Obviously, only being able to see out of the one eye, and uh, but there are some.
1: Very, very cane, very method, you know, like uh yeah, being having that dead eye, only that one good one to to look through it kind of puts you in that uh in that mentality there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, definitely, and it affects your movements just like you would you would think that it would. Obviously, having one eye covered and limiting your vision, it, it causes you your body movements to be different, and how that would look on camera or film that obviously affects things. But there's also some good movement videos out there showing the the mouth movements of some of them, and you know the the way the neck rolls when you turn your head. And there's so anybody that's leery of, of having a, a full face mask like that, I would I would still they are difficult to wear but it is totally worth it and you definitely will get used to it after a while.
1: Absolutely. And I'm always trying to improve on the uh, the quality of the product here too. Uh, a lot of the older models, I was still kind of figuring out uh, the, you know, the the softness that the, the mask needed to be to also retain its shape and retain its form, but to, to be comfortable to wear. And I think, a lot of the the stuff has been coming out here in the last couple of years. I've been, I think, I've got it—the uh, softness of the the silicone down now, so that it's a little bit more comfortable for the wear.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen any of the ones that have been out there more recently. Like I said, I have a first run version, but if it is any more comfortable, I, I never thought that it was uncomfortable. The the uncomfortable portion is obviously just the the way that the one eye limits you. But other than that, I thought it Absolutely. wore very very well. Awesome.
1: Well, that's good to hear. I'm always, again, I'm always trying to improve on that product and make it just, just that little bit better.
0: Yeah, definitely. And w- with that in mind, obviously, you offer the hands for both versions, and there's not a lot of people out there that offer those, and those look amazing also. Uh, if somebody's going to do, sure. if you're going to spend the money for the silicone and actually do the costume right, you got to have the hands too.
1: Absolutely, picking up uh you know the holding that machete or that axe. Uh, I have, for some reason, uh, through the silicone gloves, it just kind of you you have a, a better feel on things. Because I've I've worn some some latex ones and some foam latex ones are great too. But uh, if you're planning on wearing them, you know, convention after convention, uh, something that uh, will hold up uh, really nicely.
0: And also speaking of latex, most of your work that I see in circulation is the silicone, but I know that you do offer some latex. What all are you still offering up to this point in latex versions? Is it just hoods or are you offering appliances too?
1: Well, uh, I actually do have, uh, I'm still running an older sculpt of uh, a part eight hood. Uh, oh, it's a, it's a full face mask, but uh, I'm and also running the, the seven, uh, which is the same sculpt that's in the silicone. It's just... Uh, you know, there's a different mold made, and I'm able to run uh, latex in that one as well. But uh, as far as the 7 stuff goes, I do make a uh, a full chest and back uh, piece that wears uh, like a vest, and you're able to adjust it uh, along the sides. But it has uh, little Velcro straps to you know, kind of help you get in there a little bit snugger.
0: Yeah, I've seen that one too, and both of your versions are worn like a vest. Is that correct?
1: That's right. And, uh, there's uh, knee pieces that go along with it. And, uh, a lot of people either sew them into some kind of undergarment or actually latex them onto an undergarment, uh, just so that, uh, they kind of move a little bit more freely underneath there. So
0: now, as far as the clothes go, I, I understand at one time, I think you were actually offering the clothing, but I believe now that you've, uh, since stopped that and probably refer to James Maxwell would be my guess.
1: Absolutely, James does a great job, and he's got a great attention to detail. Um, if anybody needs anything uh, as far as uh, getting wardrobe stuff done, he's definitely the guy you want to talk to.
0: Yeah, no doubt, James does a a great job. He's been on the show, and he's uh, he's just killing it out there right now. So I, I definitely agree, and I highly recommend him. Also, but he's I thought a that super I super nice guy too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, James is a great guy. I, I thought I had seen you were doing some seven costumes there for a while, but I can understand how the, the time consumption, especially with somebody that's involved with everything that you're in, that you just simply don't have the time to do that.
1: No, and, uh, especially when you're trying to, to, to knock out all the orders that you can on you know nights and weekends and between uh, going back and forth from uh, my, you know my day job at one of the effect shops here in town um it, it, it's it's kind of hard to keep up if you had to do all the wardrobe every time because there's a lot to do uh, with the uh, the wardrobe especially with uh with uh, with a part seven suit you you're sitting there with a dremel and a and a drywall rasp for you know for a few hours trying to get the the look just right.
0: Yeah, I can't even imagine. I don't do the costume clothing, so I'm sure that that's just hours on end. Like you said, the seven. I can understand, you know, a three, four, a six, but the seven to me just looks absolutely brutal. I can't even imagine how many hours are involved in that.
1: It's quite a lot. Yeah, like I said, uh, you, you go through a few uh, Dremel sanding bits for sure.
0: Oh, I can totally imagine. But you mentioned your day job with an FX company. Uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about that. I know you've mentioned working in a studio that had to do with Freddy vs. Jason, and maybe you can just talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, uh, my day job is uh, I'm usually uh, running prosthetics for uh, Bill Terzakis over at uh, WC Productions here in Vancouver. And uh yeah, in two thousand two uh he got to do uh Freddy versus Jason, which is again is another one of my favorites, just getting to see those two guys put it out against each other. But uh being able to to work in the the same place and being able to walk through the doors and look up on the shelf and you know see uh Freddy's head there and all the different design maquettes that they had uh, had for the show. It's just it's just
0: something really cool to see. Yeah, and especially for it to still be there. I mean, all these years later, obviously, that was a very popular movie, but I can just imagine how awesome that would be to look up and see just what you said. You know, you're working on whatever it is you're doing, but you look up and see a Freddy head or or whatever other appliance. That would be just totally badass.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's uh, eye candy all day long when, uh, you know, you've been staring at something uh, for so long and you kind of just look up and look around and you're just like, wow.
0: You're just like, this is really cool. I can only imagine. I'm super jealous because I love that film as well.
1: I just wish that I, I just wish that I had gotten to the business, uh, you know, a, a long time ago. Perhaps you know, right after high school, I waited. Uh, I waited too long, I think, because I would love to have been able to to work on one of these movies. I just hope that they do more.
0: Well, yeah, you never know. You might be able to work on the next one. Somebody with your talent certainly could be of a, of a benefit. I've seen some of your other work outside of the Friday stuff, and you're just you got a lot of talent, and I, I could easily see you working on a film, no doubt about that.
1: Cheers. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, it, it would quite honestly be just uh, an absolute honor just to, to, to be able to do it. Uh, a a few, uh, few years ago, I was lucky enough to, to work on a film with one of the Jasons, uh, Ken Kersinger. Uh, I never got to meet him, unfortunately, because I was back in the the workshop making all the prosthetics that they uh, nice enough to find a, a machete for me, which I uh, put above my mantle. And it's one of my, you know, one of my most uh, cherished possessions.
0: Oh, sure. I was about to mention that. We had spoke off air a little bit about your involvement with Ken and obviously not, not getting to see him, but just being able to provide some of the work that he's wearing is just a, a cool tag to have with somebody like that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Again, I it was an honor just to be able to, you know, be like, wow, I made some prosthetics for Ken Curzon. who was uh, one hell of a badass Jason.
0: Oh, absolutely, and from what I understand, I just seen a recent interview of Ken, which I think was in Niagara Falls, uh a matter of a few weeks ago at one of the cons up there. Uh, Sean Rockenboxes did a dual interview with Ken and Robert, and he had mentioned that he'd had a bunch of projects still in the works, so he's obviously still out there doing his thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the funny enough, is recently, uh, I, I again, I was uh, in the workshop making stuff, but... Uh... Uh, there's another film that's going to be coming out called uh, what was it, um, Crimson Creek Massacre, and he's also going to be in that one. And uh, I was lucky enough to to get to make some uh, some gore gags and uh, a body for it. So uh, we'll look for that one when it comes out.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, Ken actually did mention that in the interview. I remember that specifically. So that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun getting to do that. It was a few days and of uh, really long nights here in the workshop. But uh, I can't wait to see uh, what it looks like.
0: Yeah, definitely. And are there any other films that you have some work that we might be able to check out in that are coming up soon?
1: Um, actually, we've been uh, working hard at uh, at the like I was saying at WCT there on a a Netflix show that's coming out called Altered Carbon. It's gonna you know be pretty gory. You know, there's lots of uh, it's pretty sexy and kind of futuristic, it's gonna be really cool.
0: Awesome! I will definitely have to check that one out and obviously since you're a big friday guy and speaking of future projects with all your friday stuff that you currently have which is a, an awesome line as it is do you have any other friday projects that are in the works that you'd like to share
1: well i've been kind of uh fooling around with uh, a jim kegel uh part four sculpture here that uh i'd like i'd love to turn it into a silicone mask and uh you know be able to offer hoods as well and uh you know, maybe a, a versus tone or even just, you know, like the the part four skin tones. And uh, I'm looking forward to finishing it up and uh, molding it up and getting the first copy out and being able to, to show it off to everybody.
0: Yeah, that would be badass. Four is one of the fan favorites, and there's some great ones out there. I, I've seen a couple of good ones recently, but I would definitely be anxious to see what you would come up with because just obviously with everything that you already have out there, Everybody knows it's going to be badass, so I think that would go over really well. Well,
1: I, I, it's, it's a lot to it's a lot to live up to, but I, I got to try. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things where I don't think I'm going to be happy until I flesh out uh, sculpturally every single different Jason design. So <laughs> there's still a lot more that I got to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you, with someone that has the ability that you do and has the shop and and everything, there's you might as well knock them all out. If you're a mega fan, you might as well.
1: Exactly. exactly. I, you know, I just uh, fill up that shelf space, right?
0: <laughs> you know what? I definitely would. And I think they would all probably be a hit, especially, uh, you know, the threes, the fours, no doubt.
1: Absolutely. I, I Again, like, I've always been a big fan of the, you know, the undead Jason. But uh, there's, like, this whole different thing with, like, you know, the, the two, three, and four, where I just love that kind of, I love that one, too. Like, it's like, it's, it's, there's two different sides for me. Like, I, I I love the, you know, the old style Paramount stuff. uh, And then I, you know, I love all the new stuff too. Like, they, they can't do no wrong in my eyes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I see what you're saying. And obviously we had several films with human Jason. Then we had several films with zombie Jason. So it's basically... Some people will say, well, I don't like Zombie Jason, and others say, well, I don't care for the Human Jason, and it's really a matter of preference, but when it all boils down yeah. to the bottom line, you have numerous films that if you are a fan of Human Jason, then cool, you have numerous films. If you like Zombie Jason, then you've got numerous films also, so it's it's almost like uh, there's a little more for the zombie side, I guess, uh, if you want to look at it that way, considering part one was just The Boy in the Lake, but overall, it's about yeah. 50-50, really, so...
1: Exactly. And, uh, you know, like, uh, any, any true diehard would probably just say, you know, like I, I just love them all.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, people can criticize all they want, but it's just a matter of preference. Whatever you like, you like, that's great. I don't hate necessarily on any of them. There's things that I like and dislike about each one, but when you have 12 films in a series and when they were being cranked out as fast as they were in the eighties, you're going to have things that you don't really care about one, but you know, I, I love Friday, and and Friday is Friday's our thing here, so uh, much love to all of them.
1: Absolutely, and I hope they make many more.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Friday should just continue on, even if it's got to be, well, now we haven't had one since 2009, and even if it's 2019 before we get another one, who gives a shit? Just keep cranking them out, even if it's every seven, eight years. Obviously, we're not going to get them one after another like we did in the 80s, but with having uh Freddie versus in 2003 and then we have 2009. Now, obviously we're, there's a six year window there and we're past a six year window now, but not getting, I mean, we're going to be pushing 10 here shortly, but either way, just bring us the damn films and we'll be happy. Right.
1: I think so. I think everybody out there is hungry for one too. Uh, I, I personally love the one that they did in 2009. Again, I think Scott daughter did a fantastic job with uh, the makeup and, it just had it had a really good feel to it, and if anything, I I, I kind of hope that they uh, they go in like a good like, you know darker direction, and like well still t- staying true to you know what Friday the Thirteenth is, and it's just you know a good movie to to sit down and uh, just you know just, just eye
0: candy the whole time. Sure, and I agree. I love 2009 also, and regardless of which route they decide to go, I'm gonna be happy just because we get another Friday. So. Either way, if they boot it back to the 80s, if they did a sequel from 09, if they did a a prequel like they were talking about or any of the other ideas, I'm fine with all of it. Just bring us another fucking Friday and we'll all be happy.
1: Absolutely. I'm into it too.
0: Yeah, definitely. But in the meantime, we have artists like yourself. We have all the hockey mask makers out there. We have the the figures and the, the other collectibles out there to, to tide us over. So we definitely appreciate all you guys keeping Jason alive and cranking out these badass products. Awesome.
1: Cheers, man. I love doing it.
0: And keep on doing it because you do awesome work, and I'm anxious to see what you come up with next. But with that in mind, how can our listeners contact you to place an order?
1: Well uh they can, the best thing to do is actually just find me on Instagram which is uh just Kyle Huckluck Makeup Effects or, or sorry it's uh MKP Effects uh at uh or right at Instagram there and uh just shoot me a DM and uh, let me know what you'd like and uh, I'd be you know happy to help you out
0: Well, there you go. Check him out on Instagram. He's got plenty of pictures on there. There's even some videos. You can check out the work there and contact him to place an order. I highly recommend it. You will not be disappointed. His stuff is definitely top notch. Well, all right, Kyle, I just want to thank you for your time and joining me tonight. I uh, appreciate you coming on to uh, talk some Friday.
1: Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, let's hope we see some more Fridays.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, all right, that wraps up another episode of Return to Camp Blood, so please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our Facebook page or email at feedback at campbloodpodcast.com. This episode was brought to you by FridayThe13thFranchise.com. Until next time.